Welcome to the show. My name is James Nielsen Watt. And in this show, we interview interesting, inspiring, and successful people so you can learn the secrets to success and can play the game of life, business, health, and happiness better. And the philosophy we take here is if I'm leveling up my game, you get to level up yours as well. So get ready to listen to some inspiring people who have figured out how to have success in all areas of life, health, happiness, wealth, business. We're gonna be interviewing them in this show so that you can learn the secrets to success that they share with practical advice that you can take and use today. So if you enjoy the show, please subscribe, please leave us a review, and please share it with your friends because if I can help you and you can help others, then we can help more people together and we can all level up our game together. Welcome to the Healthcare Business Secrets Show, where we interview industry leaders and break down exactly how they're dominating their markets so you can learn from the best and can double your revenue, double your impact, and double your time off. In this episode, we're speaking with Marbod Mogdam. I hope I pronounced that correctly, dude. I know we talked about it in the pre-show. Marbod is an internet entrepreneur uh, and the former co-founder and chief community officer of Everpedia, uh, a former co-founder of Rap Genius, now simply known as Genius. Uh, Genius is a website on which users can submit annotations and interpretations of song lyrics and other content and was able to raise 70 plus million dollars from Andreas and Horowitz, Dan Gilbert and famous rappers such as Eminem. He also helped a Wikipedia based online on Superpedia raise 30 million from Galaxy Digital. Uh, Marbod is now an angel investor and serves as the chief evangelist at Ozone, a startup that rewards users for letting it collect their internet data. Welcome to the show, dude. Thank you for having me. Super excited to have you on the show. I've been following you for a while since I found out that you were jumping on and really diving into some of your stuff. Uh, and like we talked about pre-show, you're doing some really interesting things. I want to kind of get into the into the meat of it for our audience, but give us a little kind of 30-second background. How did you get into this entrepreneurial space? How did you get into doing business with people like, uh, like Eminem? Oh my goodness, it was kind of an accident. Uh, started Genius uh, as an art project with my friends, but then we started to get traction because people searched for lyrics and then we were able to get accepted to Y Combinator, which is most prestigious. For me, that's kind of where startups begin. So we had some success. I ended up leaving, it got kind of corporate, so I was in really fitting the mold anymore. And then Mucker Capital, which is the most legit competitor Y Combinator, funded Everpedia for me. I got into cryptocurrency, which is kind of how uh, Everpedia's model differentiates from geniuses, is giving the crypto back to creators. Uh, and then I left Everpedia because it got too corporate. And then I met uh, Lyndon, the CEO of Ozone who's a former executive of Facebook as well as Google. And he thought that these centralized powers are getting too much. So he wants Ozone, like you said, to give you back for your data. Each his former companies, uh, Google and Facebook, the right lesson. We had an interesting conversation about that. And, and I'd love you to kind of dive into it. I think it'd be interesting for our audience because I teach a lot of social media marketing and I'm bringing people into sort of the digital world because most of the people that I work with and, and who listen to the show, uh, they're really good at what they do. But this whole world of marketing and sales and big data and things is is a bit of a mystery. And so I'm I'm showing them some of the powers of Facebook, but there's some downside to, to things like that as well. So talk to us a bit about um, Ozone 
what it's about, what it does, uh, and and what we kind of talked about about how Facebook wants to make things free and uh, sell your data, and whereas Ozone wants to pay you for your data, so to speak. Yeah, well, like we were discussing, this has been a central question to the internet. When Google got started, they wanted to give back to users. For on the creator side, YouTube is basically the only centralized site that actually does give back. The creators make money. A lot of them make their living from YouTube. Uh, and then on the consumer side, not as much. But for example, uh, Google has kind of like a janky version of Ozone that no one uses called Google Surveys. And it was Facebook, it was Mark Zuckerberg who decided that this philosophy is not going to work. He, uh, his philosophy, which my, my CEO, co-founder of Genius echoed, was that if you give people micropayments, it makes them think of using the internet as work. So it's mm. better to try to turn it into a game. You gamify it and make them think that it's fun. Mm. And now because of cryptocurrency and the modern perception of how much these companies are making from their users... I don't think that philosophy holds true anymore. So hopefully Zuck is going to wake up, get the picture. A lot of people are trying to do what Ozone's trying to do. Uh, one of the biggest crypto projects is Brave, which is an internet browser that you use it instead of Chrome. And it rewards you with its own token called the basic attention token, BAT. The problem is that's not so fun. Like all of the Brave users, even though Brave raised a lot of money, all of the Brave users I know are like, techie people you need to have a crypto wallet and all that stuff mm. so ozone is just trying to approach it a lot more grassroots and make it more fun mm. uh, kind of like uh what cash app did for crypto uh personal payments we basically want to make a cash app for data data dividend something like that mm. Uh, so right now we basically have surveys that focus on, uh, people in the CBD industry because mm -hmm. they have some challenges with social media advertising. So ozone can help them deliver and get, they, they also have a lot of ultra passionate fans. So it's people who it's, they're served well, they get educated by doing the surveys but eventually the sky's the limit. I think there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of people trying to do what uh, Andrew Yang calls the data dividend. So we've got a lot of competition, but the competition that Ozone has reminds me of what lyric sites were like before Genius stepped up, where there was just a lot, a lot of competition. They were getting a lot of traffic just because there's the demand, but it's just janky and nothing, uh, nothing impressive, nothing that's fun to you. Mm. So let me let me break that down a little bit for my own understanding, and I and also think the audience is basically with Facebook. Is my understanding? Correct me if I'm wrong. You get to be on Facebook for free, and they can run the entire operation because they track what you do and sell that information to advertisers who can then target you with ads. And so the whole thing is based off of the fact that advertisers get free access to your data to be able to send you advertisements that they think that you will like and therefore buy stuff. And so I'm able to, I'll rephrase, it's not, it's not free, you have to pay for it, but essentially you've got the access to the data and I pay money to Facebook to use it to put ads in front of people. And then you buy things and I make my money back and Facebook gets paid and you get to use Facebook for free. Whereas what you're saying is that instead of 
doing it that way, we're looking at me participating in the system means that Facebook and other companies essentially are revenue sharing with me because it's my data. And so the more I'm participating, the more I'm answering surveys and engaging with things and creating data about what I do, that creates more data in the system. And I'm getting to choose to participate and say, hey, here's my data in exchange for these micro dividends, essentially, because the asset is the data itself. And I know that because I run a lot of ads, the more I'm able to be specific with my ad to who's seeing it. Not that I know them personally, but if I can at least know males versus females, age ranges, some interests, suddenly I can put a more relevant ad in front of a more relevant person and get better transactions on my end, plus a better experience for the user. Is that kind of in a nutshell what this is all about? Yeah, exactly. And already ever since Ozone launched, Facebook now has a competitor. They're doing Facebook viewpoints where they reward you to get surveys. So we're kind of serving as a wake-up call. Mm. All we want is for the system to change, but we think that we can be at the bleeding edge of doing it. We're working with the clients already who can get the most out of this. Uh, And I think that because we're focused on this, we're not just some engineer who's doing their assignment. We're passionate about it. So we're going to make it really fun. We have Ozone Games. It's a live game show. Uh, It was inspired by HQ Trivia. It's kind of like HQ Trivia, but you get something even if you don't win the grand prize. Mm. But uh, we also give the grand prizes and their sponsorships. And so we're just trying to find every cool way that we can give back. And if you look at some of our competition, like one of the other big crypto competitors is Earn.com. And Earn.com versus basically all of their clients are cryptocurrencies. Their cryptocurrencies want to give you $5 to learn about their cryptocurrency. And it's just not something that you would think everyone would want to use. That's why Earn.com is not like booming. Also, they, they kind of make it complicated. It's got the same problems as Brave. Mm. So uh, we're trying to approach this like a five-year-old. That's how you make, I think, the best startups. Like, just if a, what would a five year old think about this? Would they think it's cool? Would it be something they want to use? So, we want to make mm. this thing that a lot of other people are attempting to crack. Like, you know, our prophet Andrew Yang got us all uh, to head down this road. But I think we can do it in a way that's fun, the same way that Genius, before, before uh, Genius, looking up lyrics on the internet was a hassle. Because there were more typos than there were correct lyrics. There was no way to even correct the lyrics if you found a typo. They would ask you to email them. They're like, please email us if you see any mistakes in the Metro lyrics. So we made it fun. We gave you IQ points uh, for, for fixing them. We gave you IQ points for writing them. We got the verified musicians to come and do, do the work themselves. The only problem with Genius is the IQ points we give you uh, aren't aren't equity in the company. They're not tokens. So that's the problem that Everpedia and Ozone are trying to solve. I wish Genius would try to solve that too. That's one of my gripes with the Genius CEO is I was asking him to get into cryptocurrency back in 2013. Mm. And he was just always bearish about it. And I'm so mad. So you're obviously quite bullish and, and well-invested in crypto at the moment, I assume? Totally, yeah. I mean, both Everpedia and Ozone are both 
my crypto inspiration. The reason I got into crypto is because I was frustrated with genius. I thought that we're not giving the users what they deserve. And I tried to do something called cash genius, where I'm giving one-time cash payments to the power users. And a lot of the users got mad that I did that. The CEO got mad. The CEO would always ask me to hire people full-time. And it was super awkward. Like It just seemed to me like this isn't what the community is, is calling for. And I think I was right. Like To some extent, Genius's community is now uh, in the second seat behind the verified artists. What Genius is known for is for the rappers themselves coming mm-hmm. on our platform and telling us what they think about the lyrics. But the community is not as robust as I wish it were and as it could be. And I think it's because uh, we need to get a cryptocurrency going. Even the behemoth Reddit, has tried to do some crypto experiments. So for me, it's a shame that Reddit, like I think of Reddit as being way slower and more corporate than Genius. But they got their act together and did some crypto stuff and Genius still hasn't done anything. Are you still in with Genius? You've just kind of stepped out of management or are you you completely out and just kind of- I'm not on the board. I mean, I'm a shareholder. So obviously I'm hoping for the success, uh, which is why I'm still- a a big voice and i think because i'm the most active founder on social media Mm. i'm the one who has my ear to the streets like i'm always making my voice known like genius just hired a new president uh because i called for it about a year ago i said that since genius is now once again redoubled on our focus on hip-hop and hip-hop is part of black culture I wanted a CEO who was integral to hip-hop culture. My number one choice was Kanye West. I thought Kanye West could turn it into a record label, Genius Records, kind of like Y Combinator for rappers, which is what he had said he wants to do. I kind of got, in in a sort of halfway thing, I got my wish because now we appointed uh, Mickey Tolliver King as president. She was formerly chief revenue officer at the Washington Post. So she replaced the other co-founder, Ilan Zakori, and she's a black woman, but uh, she doesn't have any experience. It's kind of in a hollow way what I called for to start, but I just wrote another article calling for the CEO to step down as well and for the CEO's replacement to be someone... I, I, I gave a list of five recommendations someone who's integral integral to building the genius brand. For example, the reason why Kanye is my top choice, aside from the fact that he's expressed interest in doing a transparent record label, which Genius could be a good platform for, it's because after we attended his engagement party, he actually did a redesign of the Genius app. Mm. So, uh, and, and we basically ended up over the years, taking a lot of inspiration from the redesign he made. And we never even gave him any equity for the redesign. So we got to hook Kanye up with something. And then also Rob Markman. Uh, Rob, Rob Markman right now, he's not one of the founders. He's basically the guy who came into Genius and replaced me. And then he knows every rapper. He's a rapper himself. So he's the one who made it the place that every rapper comes and they do the verified treatment. They tell you what the lyrics mean themselves. 
So I think it's better. I don't know what his title is. It's like creative director or something. But since people think of him as the de facto head of genius, then let's just call a spade a spade and make him the CEO. Mm. As I'm listening to you, I'm, it's bringing me back to the point that we talked about pre-show where I said that, you know, the, the age-old cliche is you want to be rich, not look rich, and, and you want to be successful, not look successful. And, and I think that the way that you're so casually talking about these these big names and these big things and these big, big concepts, and, and as you get further up the chain, it becomes more ruthless in terms of personal teardown. I, I, I presume that you've got a lot of haters. It's just part of life, um, especially when you're calling for things like this in, in, in such big ways. Um, but you're so smooth and and just you're doing your thing. And I think that a lot of people who are really successful are just focusing on the problems they're solving and moving one step at a time. So I'd love to kind of change gear and and talk a bit about how you how you manage all of that, how you how you see success, how you see what you do. Do you see it as being this big up in the clouds thing that, oh my gosh, I'm doing these huge things? Or do you just see it as little things that you're just chipping away at and, and doing it and you don't, it doesn't go to your head that, oh man, I'm talking about Kanye West and pointing him here and doing this and doing that. That's a question I get a lot from people who are first time founders. Mm. And I do think it's a problem. Like part of the, the secret sauce for genius's success, it wasn't just me. My co-founders were also not taking it seriously. At the time that we were doing it, this blog uh, had gone viral and turned into a best-selling book called Stuff White People Like. So I thought genius could be like stuff white people like. Like my overall goal, I was I thought of it as basically a poetry art project that I'm doing. And I thought if it's yeah. successful, we can have a New York Times best-selling coffee table book. And I really didn't even know anything about startups. I didn't know what Y Combinator was. Y Combinator had just started a year before, or no, Y Combinator started six months before we started Genius. And Tom, uh, the CEO of Genius who built it, uh, he hadn't just built Genius. He had built a few other things too. He had built like a early version of Venmo, uh, an e-commerce type thing. He just really wanted to get into Y Combinator. And the reason why he finally decided to apply with Genius is because Genius was getting the traction. Mm. Uh, and we weren't even expecting any traction. We were just doing this to make our friends laugh. We wanted to, we wanted our friends to think our annotations were funny. But then we noticed that Google is giving us traction. And at that point, we still didn't know that, that the reason we're getting the traction is because 2% of all Google searches are for the word lyrics. So wow. people are always going on Google to search lyrics. And they're getting redirected to these horrible sites like Metro Lyrics, which like now it's nothing. But at the time that Genius started, AZ Lyrics and Metro Lyrics were in the top 100 on Alexa. So when you see a bunch of really unimpressive people uh, making money from something, that shows that there's a big opportunity. But thankful for us, we didn't even know about this opportunity. We were just doing it to have fun. So mm -hmm. kind of like there was no pressure. And it's, it's nice to have no pressure until the traction gets started. Like once the ball gets rolling, then you already have something. Then you can start treating it as a job. Like the same with Ozone. Right now, Ozone, I really like everyone who I'm working with. Uh, we like our clients. Like our first client uh, was Kush Queen, which is doing like revolutionary 
CBD related products and the marketing. And, you know, Olivia is a genius. She's doing 20 million revenue going nuts. She's, she's now setting up the first uh, psychedelic microdosing company since it got legalized in Oregon. So we're having fun just with a bunch of people who inspire me. But now that the traction is getting started and uh, just like Genius was able to get the money from Y Combinator, Everpedia was able to get the money from Mucker. Uh, before I joined, uh, Linden got uh, seed funding from some really prestigious investors like Jason Calacanis. So now we're starting to kind of go from uh, just having fun, inspiring people who we like to seeing the real opportunity. Like there's sites on the internet like Swagbucks. Swagbucks is as old as Craigslist. And it's basically like the coupon site for the internet. You go, you take surveys and stuff, and you can get a $5 gift card. And Swagbucks still is a very high traffic site, kind of like how Craigslist still is. So there's a lot out there. And then you have these new school crypto type competitors like earn.com. Like I'm saying, it reminds me of AZ lyrics and Metro lyrics. So we've definitely got our work cut out ahead of us. A lot that needs to be done. I really like what you said. It's a good summary of, of how I've always thought about things. And you said that not to take things so seriously and it eliminates the pressure until things gain traction, at which point you can kind of collect yourself a bit and actually turn it into something. And I think that all of us, we take what we do far more seriously than we should. And I think that if we relax about stuff a bit more, we can actually move faster and be more nimble. You know what I mean? When you're walking down the road, you're not tense you know, you're not stressing out, you're just walking. And so if a dog comes in the way, you just pivot around it. And I think that in business and, and, and anything that you want to be successful in, you have to be able to do that because the more rigid you are in what you believe, what you do, what you say, it sets you up to have these potholes. Like even if you look at Blockbuster and Netflix or Amazon and everybody else, um, I think that everyone was so rigid in, in how they wanted to to do it and what they believed and they weren't able to be fluid and 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 pivot it meant that these companies came in and just demolished them i watched this interview uh, i think it was borders or something like that one of the bookshops and they were basically laughing at jeff bezos around amazon he said what do you this is a fad the internet's going away which i think is hilarious that people even said that you know, being where we are now uh, and talking about Amazon, you can't sell. People don't want to buy books on the internet and blah, blah, blah. Now Amazon's taken over the world. Um, I think that 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 principle of not taking it so seriously in, in terms of really just being playful with it, being fluid is huge. I try and live by the principle of don't get emotionally attached to outcomes. And it's similar to what you said, is that if I'm emotionally attached to there being a positive result, then I can't help but inherently be attached to the negative and therefore I'm affected by everything because some things are out of my control. And if you're not taking it so seriously, then if there's a, a win, it's like, that's nice, but I'm winning because I'm having fun anyway. And if there's a down period, it's like, okay, well, I wasn't taking it super serious in the first place. Now, I want to preface this for, and, and I, I think you would agree, we're not saying don't take what you're doing seriously and and be good with it and and, you know, try and get outcomes. We're just saying, let's not get so serious in our head about it. Is that kind of what you believe as well? I think it's an art project until you have traction. Mm. 
And what's interesting is a lot of people get money before they have traction. Uh, that's that's the fault of the investors more than the founders. Like a lot of investors don't abide by this maxim, but for me, it's a maxim both as an angel investor and a founder. I only take it seriously once other people are taking it seriously, mm. and I'm never the first one. Like I, I'm just like a curator with my own projects, with other people's projects, with music. Like when people are like, you know, listen to my new rap song. And I'm like, I'll be honest with you. I'm only going to listen to it once thousands of other people are already ranting and raving about it. Mm. So that's how I am with my startups too. Like at first I might think something's a cool idea. There's a lot of cool ideas, but I'm only move to get really passionate about something once thousands of other people already really like it. Mm. And with ozone, so many people are like, I've been waiting for something like this because everyone hears Andrew Yang talk about this kind of stuff. So now they're actually seeing it become a reality. And the other people who are trying to do what we're doing uh, don't have the same reach. Like earn.com is basically only trying to market themselves to crypto investors. Mm. So we're already just trying to go out and be like the Facebook for what we're trying to do. Yeah. Hopefully we can just merge with Facebook because I'm I'm hoping that Facebook is going to decide to make Ozone's mission a priority as well. What are you paying attention to most right now in the short term and, and what are you really long on at the moment as well? I am a crypto advocate. I mean, with so Everpedia, the purpose of it is to... So with Genius, I got frustrated that I can't basically give crypto to the content creators. We had IQ, but the IQ is just for bragging rights. It's like points in Pac-Man. So then Everpedia decided to go the crypto route. And we also had IQ points, but then we turned our points into tokens. You know, I got IQ tokens. Then the IQ token is on a huge heater. Like it, it doubled in the past couple of days. It's now around two cents each IQ. And then Ozone is the flip side of that with the data dividend. And this is why I got into crypto is because I just thought it's weird that Mark Zuckerberg has $100 billion. Hmm. Uh, I think he deserves like $10 billion. You know, maybe you could even make the argument he deserves $90 billion, but then at least $10 billion of that should go to everyone else. Hmm. Uh, for him to just get the whole $100 billion and then everyone else just gets nothing. I just think, I think it's crazy. I think even Mark Zuckerberg realizes it's crazy, which is why he's trying to do some crypto experimentation twitter you know i'm not the biggest fan of twitter but i have to give my hats off they're the big established company that's doing the most with crypto experimentation uh reddit is doing their half-assed stuff and then i'm my big embarrassment is that genius has done nothing they haven't even made a peep about anything crypto related even though question and answer sites like quora Genius, GitHub, these are, in my mind, the number one contenders for decentralization. When do you predict that we're going to be able to use crypto in daily life as a regular thing? Do you see it ever happening and or when? 
Um, I think for now it's like stock. It's already kind of like having stock. It's not that different. It's pretty much as easy to buy and sell as stock. To use it as cash, I think, I mean, it's a hard prediction to make. Some people think that the dollar is going to fall apart and there's like a lot of anarcho-libertarians. But I think there's always going to be dollar. I think there's always going to be nation states. Uh, I think they're eventually going to have to share some of their power with the decentralized crypto world, uh, similar to how they've had to uh, curtail their powers uh, with respect to the internet in some ways. Mm. Uh, I think there's going to be a digital dollar, but then the dollar might not be as dominant. Like one big question is, are dollars always going to be the exchange you use for paying for oil? That's what the dollar really is. It's the oil-backed currency of the world. It's called the petrodollar. Mm. So if Bitcoin can take over the petrol role, that would be an insane breakthrough. But that's not really the stuff I'm focused on. I'm more just focused on giving some kind of compensation to the people who are active on the internet, the creators and the consumers. And I don't want that compensation to be as dollars. That's why I'm not interested in stable coins that much. I want it to be like equity. Like if you're getting IQ uh, on Everpedia, I want your IQ to rise and fall with the fortunes of Everpedia, with the thing that you're building. Ozone uh, is for step one, only going to be doing Bitcoin, the same as what Cash App is doing. But uh, we actually just hired Zach Kellig, who's a very talented blockchain engineer. And I was talking to him last night about the Ozone token. So potentially someday going down the route of uh, Everpedia or on with our competitors, the one who does it is Brave. Brave, instead of giving you Bitcoin, gives you the basic attention token. Mm. So that's what I'm into right now. But then with the big, where is this going to take the world? Is this eventually going to make it so that there will be no more countries? On the one hand, I'd be very uh, receptive to that. I've always loathed, like my parents are immigrants and they had so many trouble. I was the only one in my family who was born in America, but everyone else had a lot of troubles. So obviously I'm biased that I think anyone should be allowed to live wherever they want as long as they can fend for themselves, make it work. But some people really believe in nation states. Some people think that especially America being a nation state is what led to corporations and all of these American only things we've built, like our universities and the research we do and stuff. So I don't know what the future holds, but hopefully it's a future with more equality. I think it's weird that the internet has created all this value, but so much of it is captured by the Mark Zuckerbergs who get $100 billion fortune. Like if I had $100 billion, I would be thinking to myself, what went wrong? How can I fix this problem that gave me uh, more money than I deserve? Yeah. This is deep. This is this is a conversation I got. This is really interesting. I'm going to do a lot of research based on what you're talking about. I'm I'm really liking it. It's it's given me some clarity on the world of crypto and 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 the actual applications. I think this is a, a good topic. I think that we need to be thinking about these things a bit more because it influences everything. It's 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 how you think about the world, and I think you can use that for small things like how you live your life and how you run your business and 
And the fact that, like you said, if Zuckerberg's taking everything, it's a way to think about how the business is being run and my gears start turning about how I'm running my businesses and what I'm doing. And this has been good. I really appreciate you, dude. This has been an amazing episode. Where can our audience connect with you online and, and hear more about what you've got to say? Well, I'm talking a lot of shit about Mark Zuckerberg, but he's a big inspiration to me. So I use his platforms religiously, Facebook and Instagram. He lets me hold court. He's the only person who's ever given me a blue check mark. So for that, I'm eternally grateful. And he, he opened up an account on Genius. And I was telling him at the time uh, that he should annotate Thucydides because it, his, his favorite book is The History of the Peloponnesian War. But he never did any annotation. So I'm always like, Zuck, I'm on, I'm on Facebook and Instagram every single day. Like, use some of my apps. But maybe he'll end up uh, signing up for an Ozone account and take some surveys. <laughs> but please message me on uh, his platforms if you want to join any of my stuff if you want to break down your lyrics if you want to make a wiki about your grandparents if you want to take some cool surveys become an ozone ambassador hit me up holla amazing thank you so much dude really appreciate you have an amazing rest of your day thank you so much for having me brother thank you for listening to today's episode Everything shared will be in the description of the episode so you can go and grab that. Now, if you enjoyed the show and you want to listen to more, please subscribe because every week we're releasing new episodes with inspiring people, successful people, so you can level up your game. So subscribe and also leave us a review. We'd love to hear feedback about the show and your thoughts and opinions there as well. Now, if you want to have more success, whether it's in your life, whether it's in your business, we run live trainings every single week where you can get access to me, to coach you through everything from health, wealth, success, business. We're doing topics on all things that you need to live a better, more inspired and successful life. Live trainings every single week. Just visit jamesnielsonwatt.com forward slash live and you can get access to that now. There's also a ton of resources that you get for just listening to the show. All of that will be in the description. So if you're watching this on YouTube, check the description. If you're listening to this episode, check the description. We've got a load of resources there for you to have more success in your life, whether it's relationships, investing, or in business. I'll see you on the next episode. And as always, subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends because there's somebody else that needs to be hearing this and maybe you're their opportunity to help them level up their game.